Well, hey there, what's up? It's Scott again with the Amazing Seller Podcast. I wanted to say thank you so much for taking the time to stop by again, or maybe if you're new and you've never stopped by, hey, let me put my hand out. I'm going to shake it. Let's uh, let's get to know each other. Uh, this has been awesome, right? I've been uh, I've been publishing podcasts now almost, uh, well, for about two, two and a half weeks now, I believe, about three episodes a week, maybe a little bit longer. I, I lost track of time. I forget now. It's been actually longer, I think. But uh, yeah, it's been going really good. And again, I want to just say something. I want to clarify something real quick. I'm going to put the timeout sign here. Uh, my voice still has not recovered from that basketball game that I went for my son, who's 16. If you didn't hear the story, um, we went into a sectional play game, and uh, he's a, a junior in high school, 16 years old, and uh, we needed to win this game to advance to the semifinals, and uh, we ended up losing by three points in overtime. And I was screaming, yelling, everyone was, and we were just going nuts. And uh, well, my voice still is not 100%. And uh, it's just the way it goes, but I just wanted to clarify why it uh, it didn't sound if you've uh, if you've been listening to me uh, in these other podcasts why it's a little bit different. Uh, but anyway, today what we're going to be talking about is competition. It's probably one of the biggest questions and the struggles out there is like, how do I decide on what product? to sell. How do I decide? And we're not going to go 100% into all of that today, but we are going to talk about the competition and I've got some questions here that came in and I'm going to I'm going to listen back to and then we'll answer them uh, from a couple of you out there the listeners. Uh, I just uh, I wanted to address them because I said I was going to. And if you do have a question that you want answered on the show, just head over to the amazingseller.com/ ask and then you'll uh, you'll have a, an option there to leave a voicemail or you can leave a comment and I'll try to get to that. Now the voicemail ones I'm trying to get to first uh, obviously because I want it to be like you and I just talking sitting across the table from each other and uh, then me answering the question. But uh, today is going to be about competition. Um, the thing is, is, you know, I don't have all the answers. All I can tell you is what I've done and what I'm continuing to do. Cause remember, I am doing exactly what you're doing. I'm still looking for more products, even though I've got two products right now. Actually, one of them is fairly new. And the, the first product is just about four months old, but you know, I had to go through the same steps that you're going through and I've learned some things, but I'm also, you know, I'm still doing it right. I'm still always searching for products. I'm always on the look for new products, but here's the thing. Once you find the first product, which is probably the hardest thing, and if you're going to do uh, you know, the path or go down the path that I suggest that you go down, which is basically find a market or a niche and then kind of make that product line so the customer can keep going down that product line, there was some talk on, on, a, on a webinar or a, a hangout that I recently did that there's a course out there and they're teaching to basically build like multiple brands and multiple products and I'm just not for that. I'm for finding a product and then finding another product to sell to that same customer and so on. And I guess it's just going back to my information marketing world where, um, you know, basically you find a problem that people have and then you solve it, but then you have additional services or different, different, you know, additional things that they can purchase to also help them even further. And it's just easier. Once you get the one sale, it's easier to, you know, cross sell and upsell and all that stuff. So I'm a big believer in that. So once you do get that first product, then you don't necessarily have to think about, okay, what market do I have to get into? Then it's just a matter of thinking, what are my next products that I'm going to offer to my customer? And you've got your customer avatar now. You know who your customer pretty much is because you can usually go through your reviews or other competitors' reviews and see who's buying it over and over again. And you, you can just start to tell, right? So it does make it a lot easier. 
But that's pretty much what this episode is going to be about, about competition and what to look for and, you know, how much competition is too much. Uh, and I'm going to give you kind of like my thoughts on it and then uh, and we'll, we'll dig a little bit deeper. So let's just listen to the first question. Hey, Scott. My question is about competition when choosing your first product to source and sell on Amazon. Um, do you recommend going after a product where there's lots of competitors and you feel like maybe you could uh, enter the market by looking at negative reviews and just improving on a product that's already selling well? Or do you recommend going into a market where there are fewer competitors so you have a better chance of actually being seen and uh, start to sell? Uh, there's something I am interested in. I'm not going to share what industry it's in, but there are a lot of competitors. However, I feel like I can differentiate myself. Just curious how you go about that when you're choosing a new product. And maybe you could just mention or talk about in your next podcast about how much competition is too much for your product. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Anything else that stems off what I said would be great as well. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Love your podcast, man. Hey, Kevin, thank you so much for the question. I do appreciate it. And it's a great question. And a lot of people have it. Now, you mentioned that it's your first product. So the first thing is, is that you've you've kind of established the market that you're going after, which that's, you know, that's great. Okay. We've established the market that we want to go down. Now, there's markets that are very competitive for certain products, but then there's other products that aren't as competitive. Okay. And what I mean by that is, is you may have something that everyone's trying to sell right now because it's all the rage, but then there's other products that aren't as competitive and might be easier to get into. So my first thing is, is I would say, you know, especially being the first product, I would say, can I find a product that's not as competitive, but could be related to this same market? Because here's the thing. You could always come back to this first product when you have a customer base, and then you can offer it when you have better seller feedback. So now it's going to be easier to rank for keywords. You know, you're going to be able to then cross promote, you know, frequently bought together, or you can run a little promotion inside of your uh, ads campaign, uh, inside of your seller's account that basically says, you know, get $5 off when you buy this other product, which happens to be yours. Um, so you could always cross promote, but it's easier to start with a less competitive market. Now, I don't know the market. I don't know what, what your idea of is competitiveness, but you know, we're, I'm going to go through some, some numbers here, rough numbers, really, really rough. But really, if you're going after a market that you see like page after page after page, and you can see that they're all doing the same things, right? They're doing you know all of this stuff, and I'm not going to mention any names, but some of the courses that are promoting certain things to do, you can see all of them are doing the same exact thing, right? So they're all kind of just, they're fighting each other, right? And I personally don't want to be in that market that's constantly fighting because you're always going to be doing special promotions every single time. I've got one person right now that I've been talking to and I've been watching a conversation uh, around this that you know basically says like, I'm just, I'm doing a promotion, I'm giving away 150 units a month right? So there's the cost of goods that you're, you know, you might be giving away for $2, $3 or whatever. You're doing it to spike the sales. So this way here, you can get ranked for keywords. And then from there, you're hoping to start getting sales. So then it takes over to where you start getting organic sales. But the thing is, is the next three guys, they're doing the same thing. They're giving away 200 units now because they want to spike a little bit further or a little bit longer. And then they're building out their reviews. And so you're constantly going to be doing this. 
I would rather go after a less competitive because then you don't have all of that stuff happening all the time that you have to be thinking about. I'd rather set up a product and kind of go under the radar a little bit, right? And you know what? I might not make the 100 sales per day, but maybe I'm okay with 40 sales a day, right? But it's going to be a lot less work, a lot less work. So this way here, you're not like constantly saying like, okay, I got to do another promotion. What's this guy doing? Oh, he's doing that. I better start doing that. Oh, I got to lower my price. It's it's the it's the quickest way to the bottom in my estimation, unless you want to just constantly be pushing money, pushing product to constantly get that winning spot. Now, I know some people out there, and I'm not going to mention any names, that they, they think this is a good idea because it's competition. I'm just going to go in there, get myself in there, grab some of that cash, get out, and I'll just go back, grab a little bit more cash, get out, and keep doing that. It's just, to me, it's it's a constant, you got to keep at it, keep at it. I'm all about trying to set up systems and and you know and ways to just automate and almost be like a repeatable business or, or uh, you know recurring income model in a sense, uh, and and that's the beauty of this business is not really having to work so hard. And when you go into these markets that you know every single listing has you know thousand reviews, right? And every single listing is doing all of the same marketing tactics, right? You want to go into a market, in my estimation, or at least go after a product uh, that they're not heavily doing this stuff. So this way here, you could do a little bit of this stuff, and then it would be so much easier for you to just rank, be so much easier for you to do pay-per-click, because not everyone's bidding on the same keywords, and all that stuff, all right? So that's my take on that, all right? But now here, I'm just going to give you some, some numbers. When you're looking at a BSR, bestseller rank, okay, and if you're brand new and you don't know what this means, it's basically just a number that Amazon gives a listing, and they give it right now. They may not give this in the future, but it's a it's a way for us to kind of see, you know, how well they're doing. Now, every market is going to be different. I talked about this. You may look at a product and say, oh, wow, that BSR on that product is is 100, right? So it's 100 out of all of the products in this in this, in this this category, all right? Let's say uh, it's in, in kitchens or home and kitchens, whatever that market is. I don't even know what the category is called, but let's just say that that's the category, right? Well, out of that category, you know, and out of all the products in there, that one there, Amazon is saying is within the top 100. So obviously, they're getting a ton of sales, right? But... That particular product at a, at a being ranked at a BSR of 100 might be let's call it let's call it 100 sales. You may go into I don't know camping the camping category or something, right? You may go into something like that, and you may be you may see a BSR there of 100, and that might only be 40 units a day, right? Because every single category has different volumes of sales, so it's really hard to pinpoint it. Now, you know, there's some tools out there that do allow you to kind of monitor this, but it's really, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of guessing in a sense, but yet it's not. And, uh, th- what I mean by that is, is I've done it. Okay. I've done it where I'm using the, uh, a tool. I'm using AMZ shark right now. Currently that's basically allowing me to, um, to, uh, to track sales and the way that it does it. And I'll explain it. I've explained it before, but I'll explain it again. And this is a way you could do it manually. If you wanted to just kind of see how many sales, but again, if it's that competitive of a market, it's probably not going to work. And here's why the only way that this, this little technique works is if they have less than a thousand units in stock. And if they have, if they have 999 units in there, you're able to do this, what I'm about to tell you. Okay. And the software that I'm using allows you to do this without you having to do it. They kind of do it for you and then they'll report back. But here's the thing. Um, I'll explain how, how it works, but here's the thing. I've taken the sales that I've had in one day 
and I compare them to what the tool says, and the tool actually is about three to four, maybe even sometimes five units higher than I really actually sold. So with me knowing that, then I know that if I'm looking at a product and I want to see how many sales they're doing at the BSR that they have, well, I can look at that, but I'm also going to take in consideration that it's probably off by about four or five, right? So there is a way to gauge it, but it's not an exact science. But if you're in a competitive market, they probably have more than a thousand, throw this, this whole technique out the window. It's not even going to help you. All right. So here's how it works. Basically what you can do is let's say it's uh, let's say it's seven o'clock in the morning because you have to do it every, you want to do it the same time every single day in order to get accurate results. And you're going to have to do this over a period of a few days. You can't just do it over one day. I would say do it for seven days. But basically what you're going to do is you're going to go in to that one product that you're tracking and you're going to go as like you're going to add that to your cart. You're going to add it to your cart. You're going to go down, and then it's going to say 10 or more. You're going to click on that, and then you're going to type in 999. And then what's going to happen is it's going to kick it back, and it's going to either say, okay, it's $20,000, whatever it is, right, for however many, you know, that number is, or it's going to say, um, we only have 343 in stock, all right? So that's, that's as many as you could buy if you wanted to buy them. Well, now you're going to write that number down. And then what you're going to do is you're going to come back the, 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 the next day, the same time, right, 7 o'clock in the morning, let's say, and you're going to do that same exact thing. You're going to put in that you want to you wanna buy, you know, 1,000 units or 999 units or whatever. And then it's going to say there's 320 units left. And then you're going to go, okay, you're going to subtract that number. And you're going to say, okay, they, they did, you know, that many. And then the next day you're going to do the same thing. And then it might say there's 300 units left. You're going, okay, they, they sold 23 units, whatever. So that's how you can kind of see. And then you can kind of see that BSR. That exact thing that I just shared with you is what I did for my first product. And the number one seller, it didn't work with because they had a thousand units, but there was a couple other sellers that didn't have a thousand units. And I was able to say, okay, their BSR is 3000. Okay. Cause that's about what it was. And they were selling 20 units a day. So I knew that a BSR of 3,000 was a minimum of 20 units a day, and I knew the guy that was at 100 was was more, right? So I knew I was guaranteed at least 20 if I could get the, a 3,000 uh, 3, BSR or, you know, that I could get to that. And it also helped me when I was looking in that particular category of what a 3,000 BSR was equivalent to. So now I could look at, at a, a 3,000 BSR in that particular category, again, it's only going to work in the category that you tested this in. If you go, if you can't take that same 3000 BSR and go into a completely other category and, and expect that to be the same, it's totally different. You'd have to run the same type of, of test on that particular category. Okay. I hope that makes sense, but that's kind of how you can kind of reverse engineer what the sales numbers are. Now, if you're in a competitive market, there's also, and I'm not going to get totally into this, but I'll just tell you that it's out there. There's people out there that are reserving their inventory. So what they're doing is they're only releasing 100 for the day, and they're, they've got 1,500 units in stock still, but they are reserving them as, as though they were sold. They're going to basically fulfill them to another person, and they're just reserving them, okay? But they're only going to show 100 units in inventory. Well, then the next day, they're going to go ahead and release another 100 back, let's say. So that's going to throw all of your numbers off. So really, if you're going in a competitive market, you're really going in it blind because you're not going to be able to do this stuff that I just shared with you because they're doing shady stuff, if you will, um, by doing that, releasing 100 units a day because then what happens is once they get down to, I forget what it is, but if it's under 20 or something, they'll say like 19 available. So it's kind of like a scarcity tactic, right? And, you know, 
There's people out there teaching how to do that. And there's software that automates that stuff. I'm not a fan of that. All right. To me, that stuff is short lived and it's, it's not worth it. Right. And, uh, and, but that's, that's what's happening out there. So I'm kind of getting off course here, but your BSR is one thing that you're going to look at, especially if you're going into a competitive market. And again, I would try to find uh, a, a market that wasn't as competitive. So this way here, I could say, okay, you know, uh, at a BSR of 2000 or 3000, I can get 20, 20 sales a day. Well, that's something to work with, right? Because now I know if I get lower than that, I might be able to get 50 sales a day. But if you're going after a market that you want to get a hundred sales, 200 sales a day per product, that's going to be a competitive market. And you're right. It's going to be really, really hard. So I would steer away from that, especially for your first product. Now, the second thing is when you're looking at this now, when you're looking at your, uh, your BSR, you want to look at the top five, maybe top 10. Because you may see that the top one and two are, you know, a very high, uh, high, low, however you want to call it. You know, they, they have like a hundred BSR, but then it, on the, the third one, the fourth one, the fifth one, th- those are kind of in the middle and stuff. You can kind of gauge it off of that as well if it's that competitive. But if all of them have pretty good BSRs, that's going to be hard. You know, it's going to be a lot harder. And then the second metric that I look at is the reviews. If I look at the very first listing and they have, a thousand reviews or more. And then the next one has 800 reviews and the next one has 750 reviews. That's not going to be my first product. Okay. It's not even going to be my second product because that's too much work. I don't want to go into that, into that playing field. I'd rather go where I know that I can, I can go there. Now I would start, if I seen a, if I seen the top item was, was ahead of 500 reviews and then the next one had 200 and the next one had 150 and the next one had hundred, I'd go into that one. Because I think that I can do a pretty good job with reviews and get a couple hundred reviews in in five, six months. I I think I could do that. Again, it's the long play for me. I'm not thinking I'm going to get those overnight. Um, So that's what I would do. The other thing I would do is I would look at the listings um, that I feel that I could compete with. But I would look at flaws. I would look at their listing design. I'd see how it was. Were they using, uh, you know, a... a headline that was, you know, keyword uh, specific, you know, were they, uh, you know, did they have room for improvement? You know, uh, I would look at the bullet points. Are they using all their bullet points? You know, you get five bullet points. Were they using them? Were they using their description? Believe it or not, and I've got a few products I'm looking at right now, they've used one picture. That's it. One picture. And it was terrible. They only used a very short headline. I mean, saying short, like maybe like four words. And then they only used uh, three of the bullet points, and they were only one line. They weren't even like a detailed bullet point. And then the description, they didn't even put anything. So those right there, you're looking at going, huh, I could probably come in there and wipe those guys right out with just making my listing better, right? Adding more pictures, making them more professional. I can't stress how important a picture makes when you're creating the listing. Pay the money to get a good main image because that's going to help sell that product. All right. So I'm getting off, off course a little bit, but just looking at the listing, seeing if, if they're all well done, then it's going to be hard for you to compete. There's nothing that you're going to be able to do to separate yourself. All right. Um, and then the other thing that I look at is, are there other products that I could sell? And I kind of mentioned this, are there other products that I could sell right now that are related to that really competitive one that I could come back to later possibly. And the way that you do that is you take your, uh, your competitor that you're tracking, right? And then you just click into their brand, okay? And you kind of see all of the other products that they're selling. And they may have started other products that didn't really take off, but they have already done the research. So then I would click into one of those and then I would see how it's selling. I would see the BSR on that, 
right? And then from there, I might say, hmm, let me just go and see if I can find anything else that's related to that. I would scroll down and see what products were, were, were recently purchased together or that were frequently purchased together. And then I would get ideas from there. So I would just keep drilling down from related products to related products. And then I would just keep going deep. Another way to do that too is take the main product that you're looking at, the, the most competitive one, let's say. Take that keyword, go over to Google, the keyword tool there, the planner that they have, punch in that keyword and, and just look through the suggestions. You may come up with a product that's related to that that you didn't even think of. And that actually happened to me, right? I'm like, wow, I didn't believe that people were really you know, into those things. Oh, I guess they are. Maybe I'll look into that. Then I'd go over to Amazon and I'd start looking to see the product, uh, you know, or the products that are over there and, and, and to see if I could possibly create a product or that I could possibly put a spin on a product or could I compete in this, in this particular part of the brand, um, or the market. So that's really to answer your question. That was a long answer, but to answer your question, I would stay away from something that was very, very, very competitive in the beginning, especially. And I would look at the BSR. I would track the sales um, at, at ones that might not be as competitive. You know, in the in the you know three to four to five thousand BSR range. You know, maybe some that are a thousand to two thousand, and see what kind of sales volumes coming through there. And then from there, I would look at the reviews. You know, like I said, 500 or under is usually my little threshold. Um, and I'd like to see, you know, if I do see one at 500, I definitely want to see the second, third or fourth listing, you know, 200 or under. Um, and then the listing design and the pictures, I would look at that. And then just to look and see if there's any other products that I could add um, or that I could start selling before I start selling that main product. So I hope that's answered your question. So I've got one more question. This next one will be a shorter answer, uh, but I do want to play it for you. It has to do with competition, but he brought up a good point, or actually he made me think of bringing up a good point uh, and, and how this could actually work if, again, the numbers are right. So let's listen to the question, and then I'll go ahead and answer it. Hey, Scott. Several of the products I'm looking at have a lot of competitors all selling basically the same thing. Where do you draw a line on the amount of other sellers, and uh, I guess what can you do about this? Do you do you make a bundle, or what have you done, or have you had this problem? Thanks. Okay, so again, I, I wanted to thank you for leaving the question, but I don't have your name. I didn't hear any name there. So if you do leave a voicemail, please leave your name so I can go ahead and uh, and respond. But thank you for the question anyway. But yeah, it's a very similar question, right? And you guys are probably saying like, well, yeah, Scott, you just answered everything. Well, I did, but the one thing that he brought up, which I do want to point out right now, which is is definitely a possibility, is... When you're looking at these numbers or the listings, uh, you know, if the competition is kind of on that bubble, right? If you can create, and even if, even if you're going into a less competitive market, this still is a good idea. And what he said was, is there any way to differentiate yourself amongst the other ones? Well, yes, you know, obviously we talked about it, right? Pictures, listing, all of that stuff. You kind of want to do a little bit of a, of a, of an analysis on theirs and see if you can better, you know, uh, create a listing or, or, or pictures or any of that stuff. But if it's competitive, they probably got their stuff together. Um, but if the, if it's right on the bubble, you know, and you think that, you know what, if I can add a little bit more value here, then possibly I can do that. And I kind of did that with my first product. There was already product selling. There was probably five or six sellers selling almost the identical thing. But the thing was, is I upped the quantity of how many you would receive. Okay. So like you said, it was a bundle, right? Or you, 
you said, could you bundle something? You definitely could bundle something. Um, there's someone right now that I know, it's a, a close friend of mine, and uh, and that's exactly what he's doing. He's selling one singly, and then he's adding three as a bundle. So that's a great idea. And and actually, he sells more of the three packs than he does of the of the singles, which which is great. And we've talked about that before, like almost price anchoring, where you, you know your your single product is more expensive than your than your triple pack or whatever. And I'm actually doing that with a third product that I've already done research with, and I'm 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 doing exactly that. I'm I'm actually adding more to it, okay, more accessories, um, you know, more of a bundle, but I'm also still offering it singly. So yes, to answer your question, bundles can work really, really well um, because it can also establish uh, you know, more of a value just because let's say again, for example, you sell one for $9.95, but you sell three for $19.95, right? It's a better deal. And if no one else is already doing that, well then yes, that can give you a competitive edge. Um, but again, not if you're going in that totally cutthroat, you know, everyone's got a thousand plus reviews, everyone's doing, you know, promotions every single month. I would totally just stay away from that in the beginning. I totally would. Um, I would maybe come back to it later if you felt that you started getting some authority on, on your feedback and, and you're building up your brand and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, then, then definitely. But at this stage of the game, I'd say no, but adding accessories is a, is a great way to separate yourself, adding something additionally to your product. Okay. So I said, bundling works, works well, but also adding an accessory. All right. So again, if you have a garlic press, I, I mentioned this before, if you're selling a garlic press, but then you knew that, you know, people were also selling like a garlic storage little, you know, plastic thing or whatever. And then you could combine those two together because it wasn't going to cost you much to add that. Then yes, that can add to the value. I've seen some people, a lot of people actually, they'll add like an ebook. To me, that doesn't work as well. It's not physical. It's not something that they're already purchasing on, uh, on Amazon. I think it works best when you have product A, Okay, sells all by itself. Product B sells all by itself, but then you find a way to be able to merge those two together and now offer it as one product or one listing. Because then think of this too. Let's say, for example, you're having people are finding you for the main product, but then some people are searching for the secondary product that's actually included in yours. So you'll actually get two searches, right? You'll get two batches of keywords for two separate. Uh, you know, two separate products. And then when someone comes, they might go, they might come, you know, because of the, the garlic storage bin, right? But then go, oh, I can get a garlic press too for almost the same price. I'll do that. Or vice versa. Oh, I, I need a garlic press. Oh, look at that. I also get the storage bin. I've always wanted one of them. Or I was looking at those the other day. Oh, I can get that and it's only a buck more. Or maybe you can do it for the same price, right? So yes, that will definitely help you um, when you're, uh, whether you're in a competitive market or not, I think, I still think it's a great idea to add accessories, um, to any, any type of uh, product. And if your, if your product lends itself to creating bundles more than one, that is, then I would definitely suggest doing that. So that's pretty much it. I hope that that's answered the questions about competition. Again, we'll do more follow-ups on this because there's always stuff that we can be learning about competition and I'm always learning and I'm, I'm constantly, you know, kind of like rethinking my strategy as far as like the numbers, right? Like the BSRs. And like I said, right now, I know what the BSRs are because I'm in the market. I'm already currently selling. So I can't stress this enough. The more that you, uh, or once you get your product selling and you can see what five sales actually means as far as BSR, it makes it so much easier to get your next product 
and your next product and your next product because you know what that number is. You know, so like for example, if you know that you have a product right now and it's selling 10 units a day and you know you know that the BSR on your product that you're selling 10 a day is is 3000, then when you're looking for other products, you can go, okay, that's that the uh, you know the the competition on that 3000 is what it's ranking at. So I know that person's selling around 10 a day. So if I can do a better job on that product or offer one that's similar, I can probably get my 10 sales a day. Or if I do better, if I get you know better than 3000, maybe I can get it to 1000, then I know I can probably sell 40 a day, right? So it's just a great way to be able to come up with your own, you know, your own uh, statistic. So this way you can compare that to your upcoming products. All right. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up on the competition. Uh, again, I would, I would totally, uh, you know, do what I just suggested as far as like stay away from the stuff that's overly, overly competitive, especially when first starting. It can really make you discouraged and then give up and then never get started. Right. So we don't want that. So, Again, this episode is episode number 15, so if you want the show notes to this, if there are any show notes, there should be some show notes. I probably gave some links that we'll go ahead and refer back to. So it is uh, theamazingseller.com forward slash 15. And um, also, there's a bunch of other stuff over there. Um, I've got some downloads on my launch process. Uh, you can go over there. That's at uh, that's on the site, but you can just go. The direct link is theamazingseller.com forward slash launch, and that actually gives you my seven-step process of when launching a new product that I've went through. And then the other one is the email follow-up sequence for getting uh, feedbacks and reviews, kind of like the double whammy there, and that can be found on the site as well, but you can also get the direct link at theamazingseller.com forward slash email and that'll take you right to that page and, uh, and and that's pretty much it I'm gonna be adding more resources like that I do also have a sign up uh, page over there that you can get updates and uh, resources when I when I publish them um, so you can get on that list and I'll be doing some hangouts some Google hangouts I'm planning to do a few of those um, so just really some exciting stuff here I'm really uh, just I'm really into this stuff. I'm, and someone just commented the other day and they're like, you know, man, do you ever sleep? And I'm like, I do, but man, I'm addicted to this. This is, it's just fun, right? So I want you to be able to have that same passion because once you start getting results, you're going to see that it can just, it can just keep growing and you can see the potential. And, uh, as soon as you make that first dollar, you, you know that, you know, this, this is legit. This can work. All right. So, uh, I just want to thank you once again. And if you haven't left an iTunes review yet, please go over there and do that for me. I'd really, really appreciate it. Uh, it would just mean so much. I, I've already received a, a bunch, and uh, we've already made the new and noteworthy, which I've already mentioned before, and we're staying there uh, because you guys are over there, and you're downloading, and you're, uh, you, you know, you're, you're leaving your remarks over there. And it just makes me feel really good that I'm able to go out there and reach you guys and sit in the car with you or you know, go on that run with you. That's really cool stuff. So I just want to, again, thank you for that. It really, really does mean a lot that uh, I'm able to, to get out there and, and help so many. So I appreciate it. All right, so that's it. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Have a great day and get out there, find that product, and uh, or if you have a product, get that product to the next level. All right, take care. Talk to you later.